Open the door and step inside to a world of practical magic, where we blend the mystical and mundane worlds of the everyday witch. Presented by Wise Woman Witchery and hosted by Emily Morrison and Veronica Wade-Lewis. Welcome to The Witch Next Door. I'm Emily. I'm Veronica. And this week we are here to talk about uh what are we talking about <laughs> <laughs> well we're, we're going to use bridget the, the next holiday as a backdrop of examining um our rituals that we do on a kind of like a, a ritual basis on a regular basis and examining like why do we do that and just how does that relate to our daily lives um does it still resonate you know with our daily lives Oh, that was so good. You just found all the words. <laughs> <laughs> some, some words. I'll tell you, my allergies have kicked in so hard this week that I am foggy, like so foggy. My brain just does not feel like it's working and it's not even February yet. Yeah. It's pretty intense. It's like really annoying. So, I mean, I'm sure everybody who lives someplace that's snowy is like, stop complaining. <laughs> It's actually winter. <laughs> yeah. And here it's like, oh, it's spring. Wait a minute. We haven't even yeah. hit in bulk, which is the, that middle point between, you know, winter. Well, it's the midpoint of winter. Um, and we're not even there. We're still, you know, a few days away and here we are. I don't know about you, Veronica, but my daffodils have come up and are blooming like, yeah, exactly. Her jaw just dropped everyone. Um, <laughs> And my willow tree is loaded with pollen. I was sitting in the yard yesterday and just the buzzing of the bees was off the hook. So loud. I was going to say, my bees are going crazy right are now. They? Yeah. They have just bursted whole bunch of babies just, you know, were born and like both my hives are like humming and they're out getting the pollen and yeah, it's definitely, I mean, but it's still, it still is that feeling of Bridget because it's 39 degrees outside right now, Emily. Right. No, I, I know. My, my says 36. So there you go. Oh, I know it's cold. I scraped ice off my car when I went to get my Friday coffee today. Um, it was definitely cold, but it's, there's the afternoons, the soil is warming up. It's yes, not that hard frost. It's starting to stir for spring, like, and yeah, for you, you're like, uh, yeah, it's sprung. Spring yeah, has sprung. sprung. <laughs> I'm now taking allergy drugs. Here we go from now till November, <laughs> nonstop. That stinks. <laughs> <I'm> sorry. <laughs> <laughs> that is the curse of living someplace that is so abundantly full of growth, you know, and all yeah. the different microcosms, ecosystems that are everywhere here. And that's one of the gifts of Sonoma County. But when you have allergies, it's also one of the curses. Yes. Yeah. Something we live with. I know. I know. Well, I mean, we just dove into a little bit of springtime and this rigid <laughs> time is, is like the metal point there. Mm -hmm. And like, what is Bridget? Why do we celebrate Bridget? You know, um, I started, it's interesting because I started when, when Bridget was first introduced to me, I first, I wasn't familiar with her as a goddess. Um, and then, and then the fact that I was like, Oh, that's interesting. Like when you look at the wheel of the year and what we're celebrating that most of it has to do seasons and not necessarily like a God or a goddess. I mean, you have Lunasad, um, 
but like most of it has to do with the seasons, which just automatically you might, it might be easier to resonate with. Whereas you're like, oh, Bridget, this is something I need to learn about. Or like, if you haven't been, you know, raised in that tradition, like, how is that? Why is that something that we even celebrate? Like, well, technically, why would that it wasn't. Be? Oh, okay. I, I mean, the title of, we, we call it Bridget, and that's how it was introduced to us through the traditions that we've learned, but really it was originally in bulk, right? And so it's originally this time when it's that midway point in the winter, the lambing season is here, right? I think we talked about this last two years ago when we first, it's like, I think it's like our two-year anniversary, but uh, <laughs> so happy anniversary, Veronica. But two years ago, when we started this podcast, we talked about like in bulk and the lambing season and that in bulk actually, I believe means use milk. And, um, there were all these rituals around priming the fields, you know, even though the frost yeah. might not be over, there's this way that you're calling in fertility. So that was really the beginning. And then Bridget was a piece of that celebration, but I don't know that it was all about her and I might be wrong, but I believe that is what is true. Yeah. <laughs> and if you're a scholar I mean, that- out there and you're like, Emily, you're so wrong. Hit me up. Tell me, I want to know. <laughs> <laughs> then we could do a whole podcast about how we're wrong. <laughs> yeah. That would be awesome. I'm into it. Like an unveiling (laughs) of the truth. Right. Yeah. So anyway, sorry. What were you saying? (laughs) No, I mean, I, I love that, that you, you know, because, because you're saying like originally when we're celebrating the seasons, like this is a a seasonal mark, Mm -hmm. you know, it's not necessarily just about Bridget. Like this is a seasonal mark. Um, We're almost to spring you know, there's all this uh, like abundance, the animals are starting to, you know, to stir too. And there's all of, all of that happening. And that is a seasonal mark where, you know, whereas you might be like, who's Bridget, you know, and well, then the question is like, how does she relate to that season? You know, how does she relate to this time of year? Like, how did she even come to be associated with this time of year? Well, she's a, she's like creativity. Like she's, like the, the fire, you know, we have this fire that she's like this fire of creativity. Um, so like, I, w- I would gather that that is why she's associated with this time of year. Like she is that spark of creativity, like in the cold, coming through the cold into the spring. And this is your personal spin on it. My personal spin on yeah. it as to why she would be associated with this time of year. Uh, well, you know, the other piece of that I would just speak to is not just that spark of creativity, but that, you know, she is supposed to be a goddess of flame. So, you know, we're talking about the light is coming back, the, the, the light is returning, and but we're still cold. So there's this combination of light in the sky and the outside world, but there's also this need for fire to keep us warm. And Bridget is also associated with healing. And what happens in the winter? We get sick. We get sick. <laughs> so dumb, but we do. Yeah. Uh, maybe less in this mask laden world that we're living in, but, but, you know, our immune systems get a little run down. We're more susceptible to things. There's more colds and flus. We're indoors more. Um, so it's possible that there's a correlation there as well. This is just us philosophizing folks. So, cause you know. I'm sure there's, there is his, actual history here. <laughs> <laughs> You know, what's crazy is that I probably knew that history at some point and I yeah. just have no access to it. So no, we did not research this. We are just 
chatting about our own perspectives. Exactly. Yeah. Or we didn't research it this year. <laughs> we probably have in the past. But... It's in there somewhere. It's in there somewhere. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I guess I, I, even when I get information like that, I like it, like actual facts, I take it in and I digest it and I actually make it something that's livable inside me. So like, usually that would have to, to, to have to do with something that's applicable in my daily life. So when I'm saying like creativity and how I'm using, I would be, how would I use her or, or invoke her, excuse me, um, you know, would maybe for that, for me, this time of year, it'd be about creativity and tr having that spark, maybe like right now for me, it's like, I want to clean my house out. You know, yeah. it's like that spark of creativity to start, or I want to start a new project, you know, um, starting to have that and be like, okay, well, Bridget is like, she's, she's there. Like I could be like, Hey, Bridget, help me out here. <laughs> right. So yeah. yeah, I can totally see that. So when you talk about cleaning out your house, does that feel like uh, that spring cleaning feeling? Is that what you're talking about? It does. Yeah. Yeah. It's like all of a sudden I'm seeing the clutter that I have, that I have accumulated over the year yeah. and especially being inside so much during the winter and feeling that, and, oh, I'm feeling enclosed. I'm ready to like the light to come in and have the expansiveness, you know? And I feel like she, she definitely brings light. Like you were talking about her association with fire and light. Um, she definitely is like this, this light source, you know? Mm -hmm. And like, I guess I want to, I want to start with like saying when I first was introduced to her and we celebrated her in our women's group and our coven, I was like, I don't have any association with this woman, like with this goddess. Like I didn't, like it was really hard for me to connect with her. So when I, when we were working with her, it was like, I felt like I was working with an aspect of myself around creativity or around healing. Like I could take her aspects and use that and take that for about my, you know, and use that for myself mm -hmm. as opposed to accessing her as an entity. So was that, was working with her in our women's circle, was that your first experience or had you been experiencing Bridget as a celebration in the reclaiming tradition? Yeah, I had, I, for sure. We had, I definitely had been to rituals and reclaiming, you know, where they, we had the waters of the world. It was beautiful ceremonies, you know, and it, a lot of times that it, it was a group setting. So it, it felt more like about being in the group and celebrating as a group, but I never really connected like personally with her. Like, even though there's meditations and we would go there and we would, I would see her because I'm, I highly, I, I'm highly visual too. So I would see her and I would talk to her, but there was some way there was not a connection that was being made that really held like my, my pledge wouldn't stick. stick. Yeah. <laughs> and it wasn't not necessarily just my connection with her. It might be what my pledge was also, but, it, but if I didn't have that original connection with her, you know, then how was that pledge going to, to play out through the year, you know? Hey, sure. Yeah. Because if you're making that pledge to her versus making a pledge to yourself or, you know, something else that you're resonating with. Totally. I don't think I connected yeah. with Bridget either. Um, like I loved the ceremony piece of what I was first exposed to, which was through reclaiming. 
and and the holy water sacred flame and every each person in the group going up and making a pledge to Bridget and being witnessed in that that felt really powerful to me to make a statement publicly and and you know in a room full of 100 people um yeah. and and then like isn't there like wasn't there like a gong or a hammer mm -hmm. or some like chiming that happened afterwards it yeah I think I, it was like the I, hammer I for the blacksmith it was a hammer, hammer. yeah mm -hmm. the anvil like bing. Yeah. yeah and you're like whoa like and it is so mode yeah. it be so mode it be baby <laughs> <laughs> it was like a stamp you know it was like a hardcore stamp on yeah yes and this is true and so it is here we go um yeah. <laughs> so but i i did not resonate with the goddess Bridget, and then over time my relationship with her and my relationship with the holiday has definitely ebbed and flowed um and i found myself over this last couple years especially this last year i would say really pausing to question each of the, the holidays on the wheel of the year and each of the celebrations or ceremonies that maybe were quote, you can't see my air quotes friends, but I've got air quotes, um, like the traditions that we practice in our group. Um, and that I had, you know, maybe been exposed to in other, other groups and really asking myself, like, what are the origins? What are the real origins of these things? Where do they come from? And why are we celebrating this? Because I know for me, and I think I talked about this actually on another podcast that I did just a real brief one on my own, but, um, you know, where do things come from is a question that I don't always ask when I become enamored with something. So, or excited about something, you know, when I first really stepped onto my own witchcraft path, I was like, what the wheel of the year. Yeah. That makes total sense. Like we're totally following the seasons here instead of actually like <laughs> diving into like, well, what were the origins of each of these festivals? Were they actually all celebrated? And so that's, I feel like the next layer for me, I know some people walk into things and they immediately start looking at the origins of things. I'm like, let's get swept up in this. And then I'm going to go back and see what it's all about. <laughs> I'm totally there with you. Yeah. I'm totally, I'm totally, I, I do have some curiosities along the way, you know, and if oh, sure. I'll be like, huh, I wonder why they ever, this ever got the, like a black cat was ever associated with, right. you know what I'm saying? Yes. And I might like, look, well, now, now that we have the internet, now you can just look it up. Like when I started my journey in witchcraft, we didn't have the internet. <laughs> right. I know. Not like now anyway. There was, does that blow my, it blows my mind. Yeah. There was no internet. <laughs> I know. I know. Like I couldn't just look it up. This is all, everything was like, you know, word of mouth. And yes. yeah, it, it's actually, it's pretty incredible when I think about that, my mind's being blown right now. <laughs> you know, we definitely have lived through a big technology arc. I mean, now we can just pick up our little handheld tiny computers uh, and we can't be beamed up anywhere, but we can definitely ask Siri to do some work for us and the quick research. I'm no longer in front of the card catalog at the library, which is actually yeah. a little sad because I kind of dug that, but. Yeah. I don't remember the last time exactly. I've been to the library. Yeah. Same. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But yes, there's curiosity along the way, but that kind of more deep digging into what the origins are. I feel like I've been doing a little more of that in this last year. Yeah. And I feel nice. like that's like the aspect <laughs> of questioning is like you move through this, you get to this teenage phase, you know, or adult <laughs> slash adult phase where you're like, 
questioning everything, you know, oh. you like, what is this about? Oh, okay. Well, I, I, I was raised this way. Mm-hmm. I, this is what I've been told. And then you get to a point where you're ready to like make it your own. And then you question, you start to question it and be like, okay, well, huh, do I really, is this really helpful for me? Like, you know, we don't need to celebrate this. <laughs> we don't need to do this. Like, you know, what are we getting? What, what am I getting out of this? Mm-hmm. You know, why would I celebrate Bridget? You know, why would I make a pledge to Bridget? Like, is that, is that going to, you know, do something for myself? That's going to, am I going to get something out of this? You know, am I, am I connecting deeper spiritually or like what? And I feel like that's where the questioning starts coming in is when you're like, okay, I'm just, am I just going through the motions? And sometimes you feel like, oh, maybe I'm just going through the motions and this is what, and then you feel like a kind of a lackluster around the holiday or mm-hmm. around what you're celebrating. You're like, oh, this ritual is not resonating with me right now. Or I'm not, I'm just not, you know, maybe I'm just not there this year. Or, you know, maybe that's the time to start looking at it. Like, you know, what, what is this holiday for you? What are you celebrating? What is this ritual? You know? Well, I think that for me, that is because I've been creating rich, so much ritual and so much ceremony for other people, uh, especially in this last year, I, I have definitely been questioning more because I'm wondering like, so where did this come from? Why do we celebrate this? Are there other ways or other themes here that maybe aren't getting addressed because I'm just stuck in quote, the way we do things. Um, And I feel that way in our group sometimes too. Like we have all these traditions and I actually love traditions. I love doing the same thing often every year because I'm like, oh, this is so, you know, well, let's go back and do the thing that we do. It's kind of like with Christmas. I'm like, we have to put the tree up on this day and we have to take it down on this day, right? Because it's just what you do and it's a way to mark time and it feels familiar and comforting um, and, and magical, especially when you've been in a group with the same people for so long. There's like this history of, do you remember that year when we did Bridget and we did, you know, this, mm-hmm. um, and even though we've had a similar theme for, you know, a similar kind of structure of our ritual for Bridget, it has had some differences, different years. Um, but, but doing that over and over again, I think also has led me to ask that question because like you were saying some years it hasn't resonated some years. It's been like, Oh God, are we doing this again? Seriously? Like, <laughs> gonna own it. like that comes up for me, you know, 18, 20 years in whatever, wherever we are in this whole spectrum of practicing together, um, where I'm like, let's do something different. What would happen mm-hmm. if we looked at this through a different lens? Um, yeah. So. I think that's really important. And for me, I'm like hearing that I'm like, oh, that's Bridget right there. Like that, that <laughs> source of, that's that source of creativity, uh, you know, that, that uh, spark. Uh-huh. And like, you're not in that place of lackluster anymore. You're not in that place of like, oh, I don't like that. You're in like <laughs> that. It's, <laughs> it's that next step that, that you're, you're like, oh, what if we tried something new? Right. You know, what, what if I, I put on, you know, put on a different perspective? What if instead of, you know, meditating, we went and, you know, did some sort of other practice, you know, like, like what, what is if? that other practice? <laughs> what are you talking about, Veronica? 
I don't know. I'm like meeting Bridget in a different way, I guess. Cause we always like go to Bridget through meditation or we go to Bridget, you know, through that. Like, what if we did an art or, you know, an art project and see that makes her me excited. That. <laughs> what if we did an art project, you know, what if we did like a writing practice instead of, you know, doing this meditation, you know, what if we allowed information to come in a different way? Oh my God. Now I'm so inspired. So now we're probably changing our ritual for Bridget. <laughs> no, we don't have time, but, um, but I have been formulating my ritual for my diving deeper membership group. And part of what I had been journaling about actually this morning was about doing writing exercises. Sorry, if you're all are listening and you're like, oh, now I know what we're doing. Oh, actually you'll hear this afterwards. So it'll still be a surprise. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, just thinking about these alternative methods of connecting with the energy of this, this holiday, this celebration, this marking of time. Yeah. And so if, if, if you're not, if you're like, eh, I don't know, I don't know, I don't, I'm not really into the whole goddess thing or the, you know, I don't, I don't want to, then you can, you can, you know, resonate with bulk, you know, and like this time of uh, the, you know, renewal that is about, we're about to come through this dark winter time you know, this, that seed is about to sprout, you know, we've got this, like the stirrings under the soil right now. It's like, so what is stirring inside you, you know, and here you and I are talking and I can tell we're both being stirred (laughs) 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 and it could be, we're stirring each other. We do that. We do that sometimes. Yeah. But it is, it's it's that quickening time. There's a, there's a quickening that hasn't necessarily in many places reached the top of the soil yet, but it's beginning underneath. Exactly. Yeah. Um, While we've been together, I did look up Bridget uh, and kind of where she came from. And this is actually from the history.com. So I guess it's from the history channel. Um, so that's mm-hmm. my source friends. That's where I'm getting this information. And it says that Imbolc dates back to the pre-Christian era in the British Isles. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the earliest mentions of it are in Irish literature and they date back to the 10th century. Poetry from that time relates the holiday to use milk with the implication of purification. And it's been suggested that this is in, in conjunction with the breeding cycle of sheep. Um, but Bridget, so it says Imbolc celebrations took the form of a festival in honor of the pagan goddess Bridget, who was evoked in fertility rites and oversaw poetry, crafts, and prophecy. Bridget was worshipped by the Philid, which I may be saying incorrectly, a class of poets and historians among the Celts of ancient Ireland and Britain. Uh, she was considered one of the most powerful Celtic gods, the daughter of Dagda, the oldest god in the Celtic pantheon. Uh, anyway, it talks about her sisters and it's suspected that they sisters were actually meant to symbolize different aspects of the same goddess. Cause she's one of the goddesses that's often talked about as a triple goddess and not in terms of the maiden mother and crone, but actually in terms of the different aspects that she embodies in herself. So anyway, that's the, that's the nutshell version. <laughs> so what, what wasn't clear to me in that was like, was she originally associated with in bulk or was she tagged on later? And I don't know if anybody knows that. I mean, maybe they do. <laughs> I'm you know sure what I'm somebody saying? knows. 
So this says in pre-Christian times, in bulk observance began the night before February 1st and celebrants prepared for the visit from Bridget into their homes by crafting an effigy of the goddess from bundles of oats and rushes. The effigy was placed in a dress and put in a basket overnight. The day of Imbolc was celebrated by burning lamps and lighting bonfires in tribute to Bridget. So it sounds like- So that's her source. That's she what like it sounds like. According to history.com, yeah. that would be the source. But since I do not have access in my day-to-day to my past life memories, I cannot tell you whether or not that is accurate. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you mean all of us, like those of us who are alive during the 10th century? <laughs> hey, you know, yeah. we could have been, somebody probably was. Somebody. Maybe they remember. I don't know. Yeah. If you were, if you were alive in the 10th century and you remember, message me. I want to talk. Yeah. But it sounds like she was originally associated with this holiday. Like According not to that just, source. Yes. Yeah. Um, then she is directly connected to the seasons and the cycle of the seasons. And that's why she's part of the wheel of the year. Okay. That's, that's what I got from that. That's personally. what you took away. Got it. Yeah. That's what I took away from that. I'm like, okay. Cause I look at the wheel of the year and the seasons and the way that the cycles go. Oh, that makes sense. Okay. Because she's that renewal piece, you know, she's that stirring. Well, the wheel of the year is, is a pretty new creation. It's just that all of these festivals, not all of them, but most of the festivals are older in origin. I don't know that they were all tied together in what we now today call the wheel of the year until um, much, much more recently in history. Yeah. Yeah. See the history part. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I want to know all the history. Tell me all the Exactly. No, it's really helpful. It's fascinating. That's what I think. Well, I really, I, I, I appreciate this, you know, questioning and, and just us chatting about this, Emily, right before the holiday, it's getting me, you know, it's stirring me. It's getting uh-huh. me excited about Bridget and connecting with her in a different way. Um, because I have over the years more and more connected with her in different, you know, on and off in different ways, but like, how can this holiday be more meaningful for me and how can I make it as meaningful as possible to like get me through this last push through this, through this winter time, even, yeah. you know? Yeah. And I love that. I think I, I love what you just said about how do I make this more meaningful for myself? And I think that really would be the thing I would hope that all of you listening take away from today is that question that maybe you ask yourself before every ritual, before every holiday, how can I make this more meaningful for myself? Like, what is my mm-hmm. intention in doing this? And and what can I craft around that? Not just because somebody told me I quote should, uh, or this is how it's laid out in a book, but because it truly resonates with what my path is and my heart is telling me right now um because that's where the magic lies in my bias (laughs) is is that place where we really tap deeply into um, our own energy and the way we connect that energy with the sources around us and the actions that we take to do that does that make sense that's beautiful yes it does okay I, I was going for clarity, not beauty, but I'm glad it came out beautiful too. Yeah, no, it was beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> oh, cool. Well, Veronica, this was um, actually a really helpful topic and it's making me want to go and write out this ritual I've been having jumbling around in my head the last few days. So Do it. I'm kind of excited. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, and for those of you tuning in right now, just know that if you're wanting to, you know, tap into some some more information about Imbolc or about Bridget, uh, if you pop back through our podcasts, the very first podcast we ever did was called Witchy Winter Insights, I believe, or Winter Witchy Insights. Anyway, it's the very first Witch Next Door podcast, and we talk about Bridget uh, quite a bit and Imbolc quite a bit there at the end of that podcast or the second half of that podcast. Um, and if you're wanting to do a meditation to meet Bridget, I actually recorded one for y'all last year uh, for Imbolc. So that is also available to you. And I actually think it's called like Journey to Meet Bridget. It's probably something really straightforward. And if it's not, it will be easy to find because it'll be February of last year. <laughs> <laughs> cool well then until next time keep it magical <laughs> thanks veronica thanks emily <laughs> thanks so much for listening to witch next door if you like what you hear you can click the anchor support link in the description of this podcast and if you want to help other people like you find us you can do that by you can rate us, you can review us, or you can subscribe. Right? Yeah. And you can do all those things. You can just <laughs> click the little stars, you know, and give us like little some comments. gold stars and we'll comment. Yeah. How was this for you? You know, whatever. Love it. I totally love it. it. That way people who are checking out podcasts will be like, hmm, that Veronica and Emily sound like an interesting listen. I think I'll pop over there or wow, they're off the hook. We'll go listen to them. Those people can't stop laughing. <laughs> must be so there must be something good here. I could use a good laugh. Yeah. Anyway, so do that, please. We'd appreciate it. It does help other people find our podcast. And, uh, and then we also really love to hear from you. So if you have feedback, that's another way to get it to us. Uh, you can also always write us at wisewomanwitchery at sonic.net. Thank you for joining us on The Witch Next Door. Join us next week as we explore more ways to make every day more magical. Can't wait? Visit wisewomanwitchery.com or follow Wise Woman Witchery on Facebook and Instagram to stay up to date on all current offerings and be a part of the tribe. All episodes are created by Emily Morrison and Veronica Wade Lewis. Music written and performed by Jean Cornelius. <laughs>